and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. We're joined by Tom Crotty from Carl Rugby Club and James Blanchfield from Kilkenny today. Lads, how's it going? Not too bad, Stephen. Good, Stephen. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, well, the old um, criticism continued in Munster after last weekend's match and after the podcast anyway. But there lots to talk about. They've made a few signings this week. Um, Simon Zebo's red card was turned over and that as well. We'll chat about all that. We'll preview Leinster, Montpellier as well, Dan Levy's injury. Um, and a couple of other bits and pieces, but we want to talk about your own clubs first. Uh, games obviously called off last weekend, just before we came on the podcast, but thankfully, uh, it's all systems go so far anyway for the weekend, starting with you on Saturday, James, against uh, Mungstown. Mungstown up, a uh, big, 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 massive game for us. They gave us a lesson the last day up there in Mungstown. We got the first score of the game up there, pretty much from there, they just excelled, they took off. I think Mungstown will be fancying themselves to win the league. Um, they have 12, if not 13, players in their squad who have Irish representative of some description, be it schools, under-20s, clubs, and so forth, colleges and whatnot. They're a really strong team. But look, at you know, if you, if you, if you want to last in the league, you want to be competing in this league, you need to beat the best teams, you need to compete with the best teams. Um, Crookstown's a hard place for, club, for teams to come. Like, I think we've only lost one league game there in the in a couple of seasons, so even before the COVID break, so look, we have a lot to we have a lot to do if we want to, if we want to beat them. But when our lads back themselves and when they get their detail right, when everybody's heads are switched on and on the game, we we can compete with anyone in this league, you know. So um, they the boys won't fear them at all coming down. There are a few lads who are still absent through, I suppose, long COVID. Um, Another couple of guys picked it up, so I think the lion's share of the squad at this stage have had it or had it. So, um, fingers crossed that we, we we get through this week and we get a result off 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 Monkstown, and uh, we can we we can kind of build a bit of momentum going into the cup. Then, but um, chat with Doc last week about it. They were very, they were looking they were excited about Dundalk. They were thinking they were going to up to Dundalk and get a result. Ideally, coming into Monkstown. We would have liked the Dundalk game to have happened because it's been done all for Eton, but we had both of our pre-games prior to Christmas called off as well. So it's been a long time since we've had a game. So, you know, a bit of match rustiness might be there as well. But um, look at the lads are going to be chomping at the bit coming down. Um, remains to be seen. Call me as to what the team is going to start. But I'd say it's going to be probably the guts of the same team that has been starting all year. Um, Connor Dempsey, Ben Devlin and Drew Phelan in the front row, Wes Carter, and hopefully Simon O'Hara back to pack the second row. The back row can be a toss-up, but remains to be seen if Dave O'Connor is actually going to play because he had COVID over Christmas just to see kind of how how, how he can function. But I'm sure um, Shane O'Reardon, um, Roy Carter, and a few others will, will slot in there. Scrum half is up in the air. Probably Jake will definitely start at 10. Joe Manuel and Aiden probably in the centres and then the back three is a tussle as to who starts where between Podgeman, Linda Brannigan, Jack Walsh and Liam Caddy. So look at um, the resources are there to beat to beat to, to beat Monkstown and Kilkenny. But as I said at the beginning, everybody needs to be on song. We need to get our detail right and need to make sure that we don't perform for 60 minutes, that we perform for the full 80 and stay in the game for the full 80. Because you have team, you have the Dublin teams coming down who have massive squads, and their subs are every bit as good as their starters. And every sub that comes on makes an impact. 
we may not necessarily through injuries and COVID be in that position. However, the lads that are on the pitch have to have to stay in the game for the 80 minutes. Yeah, tough prospect as well. And uh, you're talking about it there, momentum and everything. All that's went out the window with all the cancellations and everything mm. as well. Is there an element, James, with these matches that the sort of the pressure is off, really? Uh, I know there's been points picked up and shared and this, that and the other. Yeah. And that. Is there is there an element that the shackles are off a bit and no. there's not as much pressure? No, no definitely not. Because look at you have Monkstown, Bechtel and Seapoint who are running away in the top yeah. three. And That's then true. below there, you have ourselves, Dundalk, Ashbourne, um, and, and one, uh, I just can't remember who else. We're still, we're still, playing, and, and Gory, we're all still competing to stay in this league, you know, like, yeah. if I was to talk to you back in October, I'd say Ashbourne are dead starts to go down. Now Ashbourne have made a bounce back after winning their last two on the trot. You know, what the game against, against Monkstown for Ashbourne was ridiculous, what, what Monkstown did. They had no props, so they started the game at 14, you know. Um, that that's the rule. If you have no props and and, and, and the fixture has to be honoured, you have to start a man down. So they did that, and then they had a man sent off. And um, with thirteen men, they were still beating Ashbourne. But had, um, Gavin Kennedy nailed the kick in the in, in the last strike of the game to win it. You know, so that's madness, and that puts pressure on us. Um, so look, at it, 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 it's so competitive down the bottom there that one loss for us, one win for Ashbourne, a win for Gory or vice versa. It just you, you need to stay winning your games. And if you're not winning your games, you need to be getting then a bonus, a, bo- a four try bonus point and a losing bonus point or at least one bonus point out of the game because it's it, it's essential that you stay winning your games. Now, look at it saying that the two games before Christmas, the first against Ashbourne and the other one against Bective, they're not going ahead. So we've picked up four points out of those, which is as good as a win, you know, now at this stage. But the other side of it is it's it's just it's just helter skelter down the bottom. And it's helter skelter at the top as well. Like, I mean, the top three they're they're skipping and jumping every every week. So it's it's like the A team league, it's incredibly competitive. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, it's a harder job to stay up as it is to get promoted or, or go up. It yeah, is. so you're, you and can't the take your finger off the oh, the Leinster yeah. team will always be favourites to a senior. You know, that's my own opinion on it, you know, mm-hmm. in when the round robin playoff comes. So, you know, is what you're gonna have is like there's a great opportunity for a league winner there to go senior, you know, because mm-hmm. it, there, there's no doubt about it, it is the strongest junior league in the country. Absolutely. Uh, Tullohos Kildare, Johnny Tobin's not here to talk about it. He's busy teaching rugby and training. Um, we'll try and have him back on the course next week. Uh, Tullohos, uh, tough job against Kildare. Same boat as a lot of teams, uh, not as many games over the last while as well, but obviously Hoss and Kildare will want to do a job on them. Kildare, of course, strong as always. Very tough team to beat as well. Uh, Tom, you're heading for Wicklow, another sort of a tough match. Um, <coughs> Wicklow, a hardy outside as well. Um, what's the thoughts heading over to the, the far side of Wicklow? Well, we would have preferred to have a game under our belts mm-hmm. <laughs> last, you know, last weekend against Glendalk and just to get, um, because we had uh, the issue of Mullingar before Christmas, which wasn't uh, exactly um, a good platform to be going forward with. but. Um, Look, we've had good numbers up training, even with COVID and all the you know the issues that are there. There was thirty lads there on um, training on Tuesday night. Um, I starting teams. Uh, I don't think this. Uh, I think the starting team would be probably very similar to the to the side that um, uh, 
that played Mullingar. Um, I think what we would like to see is hope that they would actually go to go to Wicklow with a bit of intent. And uh, I think the key for Carlo is not it's not the ability of the players that we have because we have we have just as talented players on the you know in the squad as any team. But I think it's the actual it's the mental thing of getting prepared and coming out on the pitch hungry and you know chomping at the bit to start from the first from the first whistle and keep that going like Jane said about Kenny you know it's not 60 minutes it's 80 like we have we have a bench there the solid bench that people can come on and 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 you know and take that step further and you know the to add add a bit of add a bit of oomph into the pack give a bit of energy back into the pack there's backs there you know we're not it's not as if we, our our bench is equally as good as the, as as the players that are on 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 the pitch at the starting but it's it's for look my opinion would be that carlo really needs to get their mental their mental focus better and that they are actually going to be aggressive in their in their hunt in their defense has to be far more aggressive um they're hunting when they're you know when they're when they kick chase using the ball better um starting you know if it's windy i don't know what the weather is going to be like but kicking to the corners making sure that they, you know that our exits are are clinical there's you know we have to not be stuck in our 22 I mean, we know what Wicklow have. They have a, a, a they have a really, really good ten, really, really good. You know, they're ten, twelve, thirteen. They're really good. So, how do you stop that? You have to, you have to cut it. You have to cut them out. You have to stop that. Uh, you know, stop that movement there and then. And that comes from back rows coming up, scrum half coming up in defence, hitting them hard, putting them under pressure. And the same way that that I mean, Mullingar did to us, and we allowed it to happen. But I'd like to see the, like, I said it in the podcast after Mullingar. You know, there was a hurt in the lads' eyes. There was, you know, and I wasn't just here. It was there was actually hurt. You could see their faces. They, they really were hurt, and that's something they need to channel in a right and positive way onto the field. And if they can do that, you have to cut cut down the likes of Wicklow because if you allow them play, they're a very very good side really really good side you're playing them at home they'll know they know the pitch inside out they're like they're they're not they're not top they're they're top of the table for a reason you know they're grinding out wins like they they ground out a win against Tolo. that's a tough at any stage they, you know they've they've ground i got the got the drop goal to beat us in the last minute of the game you know they're they're a team that believe they can win so i mean we have to go out and, and prevent that from happening and the only way is, is when they come out of the dressing room onto the pitch that they're 110 percent focused and determined to keep that going from first whistle to the final whistle and try and drag out that win like we have to win yeah absolutely you know it's a game it, it's a game we have to win and as a club look we're developing uh we're quite happy with the the way the way things are moving at the moment they as i said we had 30 training our seconds, seconds, huge game for them. They're unbeaten so far. Um, they really can't afford to lose either. They they need a couple of more wins, you know, to secure to secure that uh, seconds league if they can. 
which they should do. I mean, they're a very, very good side. But again, they'll have to come out, you know, get rid get rid of the Christmas cobwebs and uh, focus in on the job at hand and go out there and win. You know, we need two wins up there. You know, Winning a second league, guys. Tom, is great. Like, I mean, I remember we won a second league in 2012 and then we went on the following year to win Division 2A. You know, so winning the second league shouldn't be underestimated for what it can actually, for what can follow. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's a huge thing as a... That's a huge thing for young young developing players that are coming through. You know, we've a a good a, a very good low half on the seconds, Alan Owens. You know, plenty plenty potential for the future, but just lacks confidence. You no, know, in his own ability, he has talent. Has the talent, but he's one now that is young, needs confidence, and he's grown each game. You know, every game you watch him play, he's grown. He's grown in his own confidence. I mean, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him, please God, by the end of the season, that he he'd be on the bench for the first, you know. Mm-hmm. But if they won a seconds, can imagine the way that they that boost that that those young players would have and get them back for next year. And you know, I, I'm believing that you know they're after getting silverware. It's a long time since we got you know. It's a while. I think the last trophy won was a seconds, you know, a seconds trophy. So like, silverware, silverware. Absolutely. Whether they're plates, shields, cups, saucers, it doesn't matter. Like, Maybe one for Tom Bulger to win. What? Maybe one for Tom Bulger. Well, you know, well, he, I, he, we all laugh at Tom, you know, kind of still banging everything. Like, he's an amazing character to be playing. Every, the, every club needs a Tom Bulger that is there yeah. when you need him. And yeah. every club needs him. If Tommy you know, DeMoyle, ev- you know, <laughs> we have a few lads ourselves, you know, but... Everyone needs a Tom a Tom Bulger like I, I mean well, that sincerity. I couldn't know absolutely, and I couldn't believe this year. You know, it was just that kind of just into the start of the season, and we were having less up. And next minute, I was coming, we're just walking down from the top pitch and upraised the van. <laughs> okay, Tom in the gear, and I went, "Oh Jesus!" I said, "We're on for another good season." You know, like yeah, that's yeah. but that's he's a backbone, and his son is playing there as well. So like, your yeah. father and son playing on the one team, which is, which yeah. is an amazing feat. In itself, like Sam, it Sam is. is a great Sam is a hardy player, you know, and is there there about no, no, and I'm coaching his daughter, right? <laughs> right. You know, and she's starting full back. So. Like, I mean, I used to love and hate playing against them, you know, because you always knew there was going to be a bit of crack in the game when Tom was involved, you know, because he's an anti age player and he's a great man to wind you up, and he does wind, he used to wind me up, knowing. But like you know, you'd walk off the pitch, they'd throw a dirty hour look at you, and they'd have a giggle, you know. And you know, by the time you get to the dressing room, you're best friends again, you know. Well, Tom is the best man for taking off. In a matter of what the position goes down, Tom, I go in there, you know. And he starts <laughs> off a full back, and he could go from depending on injuries and 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 substitutions, he could go anywhere from the full back, and um, you could turn around. Uh, for a minute, turn back and he could be the scrum half for the next part of the game, or he's taking a kick. So, would it be great to see a fellow like him win a league? You know, actually, I'd love to see it. Actually, would be lovely. It really would be nice for some, you know. know. And as I say, for the likes of Tom, who's a backbone of the club, but I mean, you need play every club needs those players. And uh, for them and the young fellas, it'd be great. But uh, as I said, game in hand Sunday, it's up to them. Hope they're listening to this. If they are listening to this, that's up to you to wind yourselves up for this one. Big game. 
Absolutely. Um, we'll move on to provincial stuff now. Um, and just before that, um, it was announced today the annual Ireland England uh game, um, that they play around the Six Nations. The um, Legends game, yeah. The Legends game is uh, going to be a tribute to Gary Halpin this year, of course. Yeah. Gary used to play in that, and uh, a lot yeah. of his friends, of course, playing it still the Shane Burns of the world and all that sort of stuff. So that's nice that uh, it's going that's ahead, funny. it's fixed for March. Um, and obviously it'd be great for all the, the lads to get together because they never really got a chance to I think socialise around Gary's funeral and everything because of um COVID restrictions and everything else. So it'll be a nice chance for the lads to meet up again and all that ex teammates and so on. So that was announced today, which is nice. Um it's hard to believe it's not he's not even a year dead, like you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, isn't it crazy? Really, you know, it seems like much longer and you know, even as a club in Kilkenny, like we have we we have one or two things that we have in mind to do for Gary, you know, and for his family and so on, because, you know, how the family have been synonymous with Kenny Rugby for, for, for decades since, yeah. since his dad came down to live in Kenny to work in the brewery, but um, even his family, like, you know, I'd say it'd be great for the family as well to, to, yeah. to get all his friends together finally, you know, so. Um, Always a bit of crack as well. Uh, yeah, and, you know, if, if it's played in the spirit of Gary, it'll be played in, it'll be great crack. Yeah, absolutely. That was good old crack. Um, lads, we're gonna talk about Leinster and Munster. We'll start with Leinster, of course, the, the home province, so to speak. Um Leinster Montpellier this weekend's Champions Cup. Leinster haven't played a match since they played Bath in the Vegas Stadium. That's a long time ago. Um Andrew Porter was interviewed uh, this week as part of the press build up and he says he said in it now, he says it's about a month since we played. And I'm like, I think it's longer than that, lad. Um which I don't know I don't know why where his head is and everything it was a lot longer than a month since Lenzer had a match. But in the interview, as I was saying to Tom Alfair there before we came on, uh he seems quite positive as a player at B, but he, he's genuinely in an interview fairly uh, how to call it fairly honest and he's not one of these people that sort of give these stereotypical answers in in media interviews as well he says it's given them a great opportunity to do a lot of work on detail stuff that they were weak at i suppose in the early parts of the season but he says the stuff that they got wrong last season as well he says it's been great that they were able to put the concentration into that and not have the weekly building up for games now of course they want to play games but he says it's a unique opportunity that presented itself to them to work on all this stuff that normally you wouldn't you know yourself with a pre-season program and then you're rolling from game to game to game lads are gone they're in international camp and all that sort of stuff so I don't know what to expect for the weekend you know will Leinster would it be dangerous yeah yeah you know but but just to touch what you were saying it's nearly giving them a pre-season in-season yeah. If you know yeah. what I'm saying, they've had that opportunity to go in and work on the fixes and details that they need to work on, and they can implement them. Albeit the issues that come to that is they won't be really match rusty. hundred percent. But look at as I always say frequently, they're probably, if not the second best club team in the world, if not the best, the second best club team in the world, um, are definitely up there. You know, they should be able to overcome all that. You know. Yeah. And, you know, Leinster leave us with very little to talk about because they're so good, you know. Mm-hmm. And Montpellier a bit rusty as well coming in because they had to cancel their match in the top 14 last week as well. So they'll be a bit COVID rusty, so to speak, um, and everything else. All the criticism as well at Leinster, I think, are going to... They haven't decided what they're doing yet, I don't think, but there's a chance that they might... Um, 
appeal again if they can, if they've got a platform to do it, the uh, awarding of that match to Montpellier. And as we heard in the news during the week, the EPRC were declaring all the other matches as draws, except Leinster's. So, uh, it's all a bit cracked. Yeah, I think think Leinster will win on Sunday. I think they'll probably get a bonus point. I'd be be that confident. And it's not, I think there will be a game rusty, but I think I was saying to Stephen earlier that like, I reckon it'd be like if our, both our, if we have 30 lads there and we didn't get a chance over Christmas, but it, if you had 30 lads fit and healthy and they all turned up and you had in a game for a week or two, you'd hop off your first and seconds would have a game. And we've all bounce off each other, yeah. You'd bounce off each other. And also you can imagine that every young fella there wants to make their into the first team, so or the, the starting team for the Heineken Cup. So I'd say every player there was hopping off each other in training yeah. and trying to prove a point. And I'm sure they've had closed doors in-house games. Um during that period of time and i would say there's not a stone unturned if you're like i'd say the management that the leinster management won't leave a stone unturned as to the detail that they've gone through like Stuart lancaster is a man for detail and and i would say that they have honestly gone through everything their line outs their scrums their attack play uh what weaknesses they've had and probably had more videos of every game they've had as they say like it is a huge opportunity for them to be able to do all that. Yeah, so I don't. I, I hope I. I hope I'm not eating my words, but I don't think I will eat my words. I think Leinster. Yeah. I think. I think Leinster at home, uh, too strong for Montpellier. I don't think Montpellier will travel as well. They just they don't seem to. Uh, French no, French don't really travel. So no, I the other side of it, the other side that I've been thinking about was bigger, like leading into the Six Nations. Like you're going to so many of those Irish players coming in off the back of a big break, getting a block of games with Leinster, and then going into Irish camp for the Six Nations. You know the battery should be fairly well charged there mm-hmm. uh, due to lack of games, but it should be sharp enough as well because of the block of games that they're going to have coming in with, with the provinces. Yeah, well, they really need that. They really need this game because, uh, yeah. like, if if seventy five percent of the Irish squad is Leinster. <laughs> it's not particularly good that they haven't played games in 11 mm. weeks or whatever length that's, of time it that's is. the flip side of it isn't it you know um, so a lot of have knocks, all the breaks in the world yeah and a lot of knocks that were picked up as well will be all healed now as well so, you know there's very little on the Leinster uh, injury update list as well I think there was a couple there and one actually to talk about now is Dan Levy's out again uh, two months I reckon this time that's it's just a terrible terrible uh, list of injuries that's plagued them over the last uh, couple of years. It's like Joey Carberry, another one of those players that's just mm. so unfortunate. They're just never going to, I don't know if they'll ever get right. Yeah. Like he, is, he is the hard nut, like, right? oh. when you talk, when I talk of dogs in the modern game of rugby, he to me is is what it's about, like, you know, yeah. I feel so, so sorry for him. But, but what is he out for two months? It probably puts him out of contention yeah. for any games in the Six Nations as well. Which is no doubt in my eyes is Ireland's last because he's going to be. You know, you need, you need all of the back row players you can get for the Six Nations because there's inevitably going to be injuries. And now that the other side is, it's going to open the gap up for somebody else like Gavin Coombs or somebody like that. So, absolutely, that's the flip side of it, James. Absolutely, and Gavin has been flying at the course and and becoming almost a leader down in Munster as well. Um, he has, but he got put into touch by a centre the other day, so that'll be the ego brought down, brought down a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> seen yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of which, uh, Munster made a couple of signings. We'll talk about the Ulster match in a second, but uh, uh, RG Snyman has signed on again. Um, we were debating about it in our WhatsApp group as well about Stephen Archer, um, and a couple of other players. Whether will they be kept, will they not? But Stephen Archer has signed a one year deal. I think RG Snyman's is two or three, two years. Um, yeah, Roman Salanoa, Liam O'Connor, um, Hooker Scott Buckley have all um, put pen to paper on yeah. deals as well. That's a good bit of business now for uh, RG Snyman. Um, I, think Snyman but I think Snyman, in fairness to say, you know, that he is kind of a sort of an, honor, an honorable kind of gentleman. And the fact that he was so well looked after by a club, you know, yeah. and he has always said that that Munster have been extremely good to him. And, you know, and they have. A lot of clubs might have released him, or you know, because he hasn't performed, whatever he hasn't been out. But I mean, they stuck by him the whole time, so I, he's probably given that little bit back. He must yeah. enjoy it too. I mean, James, look, he must <laughs> look if he, if he weren't happy, he'd leave. Plain, yeah. plain and simple. If you're not, if you're not, and happy, he'd have he'd offers leave. too, so he would. Yeah, I'd say he had a bag of offers. You know, apparently, the an offer from Bath, he had an offer to go back to Japan. People are saying, look, you, you can never believe. Uh, everything outright what you see on Twitter yeah. well, that's what I'd see on but Twitter but then again like I mean he is damaged goods he is kind of damaged goods as well is, like yeah. you know he said I mean if you're if you're the Bath or you're whatever team and you're looking at who you're going to sign and you're looking at their injury list and, and what their injuries have been yeah. how much game time they've had I mean RG, I'd say RG Simon's value has uh, kind of plummeted He's, mm. he's done the same injury. No, not on the same leg. Same it's, leg. It's a re-rupture. Yeah. It's a re-rupture, yeah. yeah. So that's that's dodgy in itself. Um, yeah. I think it's a great bit of business. And look, if Alan Quinney it is tweet last night, like Quinney, I put a lot of weight on what Quinney says and some things and other things I don't listen to, but he said, having played only, what, 80 minutes in Munster for rugby for Munster, RJ Simon yesterday became a Munster legend. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's sticking around. Yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, I, I think yeah. fair play to him. Um, yeah. One of the lads yeah. here, one of the lads that actually plays with us, works with us, or plays with us, um, is one of his best mates in South Africa. Uh, Louis Venter plays with us in Kilkenny, so they know each other fairly well. So he was one of the first people I text yesterday to say, did you see Snyman staying on at once? And he kind of texts back with a thumbs up. Delighted <laughs> to have a, a, a friend from home still in Ireland. But I, I think it's great. But one of the things that kind of stood out for me from the Monster signings, and it's brilliant to see that, uh, all of the players that are staying on is there still no extension for Keith Arnold's and having read his book and kind of language he uses in his book and whatnot I wouldn't be surprised if Arnold's packed it in at the end of the season yeah it's looking like that James I, I yeah, see what he, you mean he, that the, he, between he the lines and stuff and I wouldn't mind it's the one area where probably uh, ones that are probably the weakest like looking at the game against Ulster I know it wasn't particularly wonderful rugby but if you looked at the likes of like John Hogan had a great game. Um, Gavin Coombs had a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas O'Hearn had a good game. I thought Casey was poor starting off, but grew mm-hmm. into the game. Grew into yeah, the yeah. game. I think I don't know. I think he's a long way to go. Um, I kind of felt sorry for Sean French. He didn't really do a whole lot as new as a uh, coming on, no. and he kind of got re- kind of got replaced early. But if you were kind of going through, like just looking at the had this the stats that were up. Munster carried the ball 148 times compared to Ulster's 93. Mm-hmm. You know, they passed, they had nine missed tackles against Ulster's 18 missed tackles. You know, they still had 10, and they had 10 penalties. 
but the still were had 48% of the territory and 56% of the, of the possession in the game you know, with four, with the majority of the game being 14 men. Yeah. 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 So, and when you look in the first half, looking at the game, you thought it was inevitable that Munster were going to lose. I did anyway. I, just well, I, thought, I, I really thought coming into the end of the game, and I mean, I'd be very pissed off at the whole kind of just just watching the way they play. And, and it's not just from being Munster. We kind of, as we always say, the reason we talk about them is Leinster haven't got a whole lot for us to kind of, we haven't <laughs> seen them play. So Munster have been the kind of, the, 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 the ones we've kind of been looking at. Because the, the they're the second biggest, like we need that province. You need that province. You need that Leinster yep. Munster banging off each other to have together our Irish team, you know, to keep our Irish team and the youth kids coming through and the game to be exciting. The kids want to play it. But I thought they developed more at the end. And I thought it was um, Stringer kind of said at the end, but you know, at the end, of, at the end of the game, it was the players that took control of the game. It wasn't necessarily a game plan. And if you looked at the players, the way that Gavin Coombs stood up, you know, his offload near the end, for the, coming into the try. Like, all those little details. But they were hungry. Like, the players are hungry. But yeah. they just... And I... and I Like, we can give out about Van Graham all we want, but they had the rest of the season to do. So the players are just going to have to stand up for themselves and... and and start show, giving performances. They are, because, because, because players, they, I mean, are, players are responsible too. Yeah, and coach can only do so much. When the players hit the field, it's on them, and ultimately the coach is sitting up on the stand. And in a way, I feel sorry for Van Gran, and in a way, I can't wait to see the back of him. But, you know, it's 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 Munster, Munster need to perform. And, you know, they can't stay, well, they can, but stay playing ugly the way they have been. But, if you just go back to that game against Connacht, that was to quote what was it, Joe Brelli or Pat Spillane, that was puke rugby, you know. Um, and you know, the other night wasn't much better, but you know, losing Zebo early on to to a red card that should have been given to another lad by all accounts. Um, but I, I just I, I don't know. I, I really hope, as you said, like the player the player led performance continues. And that yeah. Munster can continue on to finish this season with something because back to what I said earlier on, if Keith Ayres does retire at the end of the season, he needs to leave Munster and he needs to retire with a, with a medal in his arse pocket because he's my favourite rugby player. Period of, of all of the current rugby players that are yeah. out there, I think he's a chap that offers everything so much in everything he does. He does it so well. Yeah. You just love to see him if he does sign off, sign off with a medal in his arse pocket. But the players in Munster have to step up because. It's um, if for too long, chopping and change the coaching has, yeah. has been fingers have been pointed at it. Well, it'd be interesting on that, Alex, on Friday night if Jack Crowley starting again. Mm. Now, I didn't now I know Jack had a, he was under serious pressure to start of that game, mm. like, and he had a lot of errors. Yeah. He wasn't, like, he was, he wasn't great, lads. <laughs> no, he, he wasn't great. Like, but you can see, you know, that he has something. Yeah, and given the second chance, and maybe with Murray, maybe with Murray this time leading it and Colin. having a little bit more experience coming into, especially look, Heineken Cup is a total cup rugby is a totally ah. different battle than league rugby, and we all know that. Um, so, yeah. like, it'd be interesting to see. That's where the player led thing will come in, Tom, as well. Um, has to has to be player led this if, weekend. If Van Grand's influence has dipped, and like what Peter Stringer touched on it as well, if Munster grab 
the rest of their games by the balls themselves and get you know that old monster I don't know, it's like an instinct that they have uh mm. comes back into it again. Like you, the chip you on the shoulder as I go. Yeah, exactly. You get you'll get some cracking matches, you know. Um, but just a touch like Mike Haley was class last weekend. Mike, oh he was brilliant. He was working I, 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 I think he's I you know it's a big comment, but I'd hope to, I'd love to see himself play himself into an Irish Six Nations squad. Maybe he might make a match day squad, but his performances at the moment for Munster merited in my eyes. He's no look at he's not a Hugo Keenan, but um to me it'd be Healy could feel very aggrieved if Zebo was in a Six Nations squad and he wasn't. But I don't think Zebo will be. He's not played rugby. But if Healy if Zebo was to be in it and Healy wasn't, Healy could be very, very aggrieved. Yeah, well, I'd love to see. Country. I'd love to see Haley in for the likes of the, for an Italian, you know, the likes yeah. of an Italian match. Um, I yeah. think he's a, I think he's a workhorse. He, he's probably one of the few players that gives a hundred percent week in week out and does very little wrong, you know. And you can see, like he does burst, he, he's afraid of, he does burst his balls from from start to finish mm. every does, game, yeah. no matter. Like looking at the back line again, it's not a great back. I, I don't like if Andrew Conway, Alan Wombe, and Chris Farr. I don't re- I'm starting to not rate Chris Farr because I think every mm. time he gets the ball and now last week bang, I'm presuming bang, bang. Chris, I'm presuming he is work he's at I don't he must be playing thirteen. Like last week he did not give I don't think he gave one offload or one, I I'd love to know how many passes he actually gives in a game because I didn't see him pass. I'm, and I'm should have been sent unless, off against unless Connell. they unless yeah. they switched off. Yeah. Um then yeah, like Rory Scannell is just Rory Scannell. So they're so very similar, aren't they? In yeah, fairness, like Rory Scannell loves yeah. their bash up as well. Like, yeah, uh, they're URC players, as I I said, and that's with the greatest respect. Um, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a standard. Back. Oh, stop! Yeah, yeah brilliant. You know, you know, we have to we can go to the club and watch our home club on Saturday, and then we can sit down and we can watch. Champions Cup tomorrow night, and again on Sunday, and all weekend. It's going to be, it's going to be great. And, and, I, I'm looking forward to. I'm actually looking forward to the Connacht match. I hope Connacht can go out. Now I'm raging at your man. What's come the? Mackenzie. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm raging. He's not available um, yeah. through injury because I think I, he's fantastic. I love watching him play when he when he's on form, and uh, I think I think Connacht are just. Then you know they're just going to go to Leicester and throw everything with the kitchen sink at it, and you know you're going, what you're going to get. That's exactly and, what you want to see. Yeah. I that you don't, you don't. There's no issue there. Mm-hmm. Um, Leicester are going well. Well, they had their first loss of the season last week, didn't they, against Wasps? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, I think they got a bit of a kick in the teeth there, all right, with that one. It is, yeah. It was great game. Could have been red carded. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good game though. Be a bit angry this week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then it will Ulster. I'm not, but uh, I'm but all the rugby that's happening this weekend now, there could be a few men in the doghouse now. This weekend, they might have to, they might disappear to the television room and out to the rugby club for the whole weekend and not be seen at home. Uh, well, absolutely. Uh, you're all, yeah, but you're all right with your Saturday game, you see, because you can oh, sit it. back and chill out on Sunday. That's it, whereas yeah. uh. We're going to have one, well, two eyes on the pitch and one eye then on, on the... Yeah. I might try one and take a look, Sam. And the, the mobile, you know. I find, just, I find Wicklow a tough drive, but anyway. It is a fair uh, old drive, all right. 
I'm lucky with the rugby anyway that the, the wife is nearly a bigger fan of it than I am. So um, whether I like it or not, it'll be on the telly. Um, just actually yeah. just back to club rugby, just to mention the five girls at Kilkenny who were up at the Linster squad screening there last night. Um, uh, Lecky Hoban, Sorsha Bark, Kikyo, Kiron, Kiba Hohn, Kiba Owens, Tom, Rosie Miller, and Eva and, and Emer Kelly were all up in Donnybrook last night. So four Kilkenny and one Carlo. Hey, hey geez, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. That's ah, it. no, Kiva, Kiva's a lovely girl too, and she deserves yeah. it. And she get, you know, she's a, she's a, she's a fine player. Yeah, I'm so clear. So, so well done to your five of them. Hopefully, hopefully we get even if, look at it's not even about getting making a team, it's about just getting that exposure and they could bring something back to the team that they saw last night, you know. So. Absolutely. Yeah, we've a heap of uh, for those listening who want to come up and support us, a heap of kids' games, youth's games on Saturday in the club starting from twelve o'clock on. Um uh, mini after the mini strand we have um uh, a good selection of home games for once because I think we only had we had uh, no games last weekend at home. The one game we had on was caught was uh, a team pulled out of the 14th, so we had no home games. So we had no rugby in the club last weekend. Mm-hmm. So right. hopefully, please God, this weekend we'll we'll uh, get it out there on Saturday. And our rhinos are playing. The 14s are playing in Tullo on Saturday, and our the 16s are playing in a tie at two o'clock. Good stuff. Let's a busy one all. for us yeah. all. Thankfully, great to see all the rugby back. We'll finish up there. We'll podcast there now, lads. Thanks a million again. It's uh, James Blanchfield from Kenny and Tom Crowley from Carl Rugby Clubs. Um, Johnny Tobin will try and get him back on next week. Um, yeah, lots of rugby to look forward to, lads. Um, uh, make an arse groove in the couch for the weekend uh, or on a bar stool somewhere, permitting. Uh, <laughs> we'll see yeah. what happens. Thanks, lads, for talking to us. You're welcome. Thanks, Stephen. Take care. Thanks, see you, Tom. Cheers, see you next week.